ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. It's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Cinema, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And today, we're walking to the movies. We're going to see, um, what's it called? Smile. Smile. It's called Smile. We decided to go to a heart. Well, okay. It's my Dave choice. It's my birthday. Okay. Well, was it your birthday was a few my days birthday. Ago. And Kathy's brought me out for dinner. She got me a bit drunk, <laughs> a bit tipsy, and we were gonna go see the see. We're gonna go see see. We're gonna go see 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 how they run. Yeah. And then I was looking at the thing, and I was like, Kathy, do, do you want to go see this <laughs> this creepy looking horror film instead? Because <laughs> that's my vibe. And then you basically said, Well, it's your birthday. Well, I said, Don't worry, darling, <laughs> uh, because <laughs> on on Dave's actual birthday, we went to see. Don't worry, don't darling, darling. Which was kind of my choice, so I feel like you should get a choice now. Yeah, I don't like horror films, and the viral marketing I've seen for this movie has terrified me. It's been very good. So, they, so if you haven't seen it, look yeah. it up. They placed a load of um, actors at sporting events in the US, um, and then sort of placed them behind. They must have arranged for them to be on camera in the background, but they're just staring at the camera with very creepy smiles. <laughs> And that's very clever. It looks uh, freaky, and I also saw people online saying that actually Liz Truss is a plant for this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> of how she smiles. She's got the exact same dead, dead creepy smile. So yeah, I don't want to see it, but I'm doing it for love for your birthday, um, and I'm going to blame you entirely when I'm scared and dislike the film. Well, I already, I mean, like the just the poster for this thing is is creepy. Give me like about... Joaquin Phoenix Joker vibes as well. And I didn't like that so there's something about like there's something terrifying about like an like a creepy smile a creepy smile <laughs> yeah isn't there beyond is that it? right by the way I've not even seen a trailer for this movie of you all I know I is have, that people it's, smile it looks properly scary all I know is people yeah. are smiling in viral marketing now I'm actually intrigued because I have no idea what it's about so that's good usually I have some sense well, of I have no really idea what it's see. about either I guess it's about a, creep, a trailer. creepy smile <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks I'll be honest from what I saw in the trailer that looks like your your no general spoilers. it's going to be <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it but I'm going to describe what the movie kind of is so you have an expectation it's a super there's a I don't super, want you to tell me what I don't want you don't to want to, to know no. anything okay fine okay so um, well, here we go. Let's go see um, Smile. Uh, thanks, Kathy. I think it's for... the kind of movie where they would love to play the Nat King Cole Smile song, but they won't have the budget. Oh, for they'll it. do it, and then what, they they'll... won't have the budget. No, no, no. They'll probably do it something like that, but then they'll, you know, they'll start slowing it down. Really like, <laughs> and then the and then the record will start scratching. I expect what well, this is probably just going to be filled with tired horror tropes with but that's all I want you like I, horror so but I do I'm like I'm like um, you know everyone's got their sort of genres and this is one of mine and if I just go in and get a perfectly 
fine, decent entry into the genre that has some new ideas or something. That's kind of all I want to be satisfied. You know, you're kind of happy to be served the same thing again yeah. and again if it's kind of a B movie, mm-hmm. right? I guess. Anyway, um, we'll see you guys on the... <laughs> Kathy, meanwhile, I hate this and I can't believe you're making me do this. Uh, I look forward to seeing just how many teenagers try to sneak in. Oh, gosh, forgot about that. It's a Saturday night. Yeah. It's going to be filled with annoying teenagers. <laughs> oh, such is life. Okay, we'll see you guys Bye. on the other side of Smile. Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. No! Oh my God! No! Yesterday, a patient in your care died brutally in front of you. I need to find an explanation for what happened. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at me. Ooh, hi, guys. Um, I gotta say, firstly, <laughs> I'm, to Kathy, I'm I'm so sorry. I can't believe you made me I'm watch so that sorry movie. I'm so sorry I brought you to that. Not that not that because it was bad because I I actually thought it. It was really very good, scary. but it was genuinely terrifying. It was terrifying. And you, poor thing, you had your you. I I I could see you. You you couldn't look at the screen. I, there was so many time. times you had your hands over your face and you were looking down into your popcorn. Yeah, but they still got me because they get you when you least expect it. There were some scenes where you're like, okay, I know they're really gonna get me, but uh, so that was. Before, by, by the way, hello. Um, yeah, there won't hello. be any spoilers for the movie. Smile. We'll give you our general. Impressions of it first until we get to Spoiler Street. Yeah, so, so no uh, spoiler thought first is so that. Kathy, um, yeah. It's really scary. Uh, <laughs> the lead actress is brilliant. We realised at the end she's um, Kevin Bacon's daughter because she's yes. the same surname as him, and we suddenly that were like, the, oh, that, she looks exactly like That was Kevin our Bacon. first clue that she's a bacon. She's brilliant, so she's really good. Um, Very good. It's really scary. It's It really is just so wrong when you see smiles that aren't meant to be there. It's yeah, terrifying. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really such a scary. simple um, visual sort of. It's it's a uh, what's the word like a juxtaposition or something. It's wrong. It's like, yeah, yeah it's it like, feels wrong. And then it's unsettling. The movie is very unsettling. Like I think it has a really particularly brilliant. Like probably first half of the movie is really strong. It unravels a bit towards the end and goes on a bit too long. Like happens with a lot of movies where there's kind of a horror slash mystery premise. So I, I'd say if it was 20 minutes shorter it would be a very good movie could do with a little trimming yeah, but, I actually, but I actually think the third I think it wraps up really well I thought the third it act wraps was up very well. good honestly if you're looking to be scared I really recommend it if you're feeling in any way disturbed or, or experiencing mental trauma at the moment I would severely recommend against it because yeah, it's there very are, disturbing there are uh, images in that movie that are, are going <laughs> to stick with me I and think. there's also a lot around I feel like, like I need a shower like the lead character is this isn't a a spoiler at all I'm sure she's like a psychiatrist counsellor and she's um, there's loads around mental trauma and unpicking that in this movie it's a central theme of the movie yeah it's like a psychological horror I would say more than a horror so definitely I I would say like you know I would say there's trigger warnings around this movie all that being said it certainly did what it said on the tin I was absolutely petrified and I wanted to leave multiple times throughout the movie 
and then there was it was a good movie to watch in the cinema I think it would be so much better than, than watching it at home because it's always fun in the movies when everyone in the audience is scared together and then everyone kind of laughs out of relief yeah and and actually I I am um... I don't... I haven't seen a horror film in the cinema in ages. Um, it's because they're always really straight to VOD now. Well, yeah, and, and I tend to watch them, like, by myself because <laughs> you're not into it. So I watch them by myself at night and it scares the shit out of myself. Um, whereas it's kind of more... For, I quite... I quite... I know you weren't really enjoying yourself in there, but I... But I enjoy myself after the scare and then you laugh. Like, I enjoyed you that, that you were there and we were kind of whispering to each other a bit and laughing. laughing and <laughs> you kind of have to... It's that um, cathartic release... Yeah. Of la- you kind of have to laugh at the thing as it scares you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to deconstruct why um, humans like to be scared and face <laughs> our fears and horror movies. It, it is a kind of an adrenaline rush. And I think to, to pick up on what I was trying to describe when we were going into it, that, um, you know, I'm always very satisfied when I'm served up a mediocre horror movie because all it has to do is hit some familiar beats because I'm getting that same adrenaline rush yeah. I'm getting that same it's like a roller coaster ride it's like um, a really safe way to get some uh, adrenaline yeah yeah. And, and I will say in terms of this movie and it's quality as a horror movie I think in terms of it's um, uh, structure and the scares I would say they are relatively formulaic mm-hmm. and jump scary right I think um, I don't think there's anything Incredibly um, boundary breaking in terms no. of the, um, the the sort of horror that's being served here. But but there, no, there but, was a chunk of the movie where I thought it's just jump scares now, and it's slightly lost me a little bit. A little bit, and mm-hmm. and but nonetheless, very effectively and well uh, employed and well executed by uh, a director who I had not heard of. Um, this is his um, Parker Finn this is he wrote and directed it and it's his feature debut I mean it's he had really done two shorts. good so I really uh, really accomplished and I'm, I'm I actually would um keen to watch his trajectory as a filmmaker well, it's interesting so many filmmakers start out as horror film directors because you you know they're relatively low budget and you can yes. tell this is a low I think budget this movie. is going to be a big hit I, do, I, I really do I think it's going to make big because it's, it's had a good marketing campaign and it's make good big money because they cost so little yeah they're very profitable and they tend to be released in October like this one is and just capitalising the whole Halloween thing and the reason I thought even before we got here that it was probably going to be a good movie was because for a horror film to get to the cinema these days it needs to be alright because otherwise it will just go on a streaming service and a company won't bother marketing it yeah right Yeah, because they'll they still make money from just putting it on a streaming service because it will have cost so little for them to make I think Paramount knew they had a solid a, a sort of above solid horror movie on their hands here had some faith in it put some good mark. I think the marketing campaign as I said it's also very cheap was very to just put someone good smiling at a baseball game and like pay for them to well it's so I was thinking coming out of this like if I was with a group by the way there weren't any annoying loud teenagers in there and like we thought the cinema the audience was very respectful there were teenagers Um, though but I think they were just so scared they were yeah (laughs) but I was thinking if I came out if I was a teenager and came out of this you you would so you would have so much fun scaring the shit out of your friends because you can so easily employ what the villain of this piece is doing just <laughs> by like can... standing outside the toilet waiting for your friends and smiling at them <laughs> I um, also haven't looked at all but I'm sure people are doing it on TikTok oh surely it yeah yeah it's so there, easy to there's do there's surely like a filter where you can turn um, your face into it and stuff but I will say before we get to to, to spoilers um I think the things that elevate this film so I think as a sort of a technical exercise in horror 
the jump scares were very yeah very effective and and fine but i think what elevates it it is it maintains a sense of dread that throughout was the main very thing. effectively yeah, I, had, I just was dreading what dread. was coming up yeah. on the screen and but also the um but the visual imagery um is are is very creepy right the central idea of the smile as you said being sort of inverted yeah. and and i think there's something that the film does some interesting camera plays with inverting the cameras and it, it is that, it's no inverted. that was grinding me grinding my gears oh was it the it was like the okay, upside down I know that drone shots are cheap and affordable now but like <laughs> every shot needs to be a oh, drone okay. shot but, but I will say I'll talk more about it in spoilers but I think the best horror films um, also have are also can be quite thematically rich so the Babadook um, has a lot to say uh, about parenting and guilt and repression um and something like um actually this this film actually reminded me a lot of it follows and i think it actually is inspired by or borrows a lot from the premise of that film which i'll talk about in in spoilers uh, it feels very influenced by it but i think this film is actually does have a bit going for it in the screenplay in terms of what it's trying to say about um trauma, trauma and um and how trauma can be um, passed on and um, not just by experience but by genetics um, as it's called but I think sometimes it calls out its theme in the dialogue a little bit much but I gotta say I, again, no, I don't mind that though in a horror film yeah, I'm like, okay. it's time I, to be explicit and when someone's smiling at you like that that's one of those times but I gotta say it's 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 an above average I would say I actually feel really like anxious and like yeah. dread walking but home but that's now. what a good horror film makes you do yeah. you come out of well, I think that's what a good film makes you do in general you come out looking at the world slightly differently or with you, you you've you've um it's, I'm not it's provided at the world you with a separate lens. i just have the heebie-jeebies for the yeah, next the hour anxiety. i know i know it's well, not Kathy, changed my worldview except well, that i now know kevin bacon's daughter is a really good actress i don't know whether it's at least we're together because when i when you do it in your as i do at like 2 a.m in the morning <laughs> and then all the lights are off and you have to turn on the bathroom mirror and you're expecting <laughs> to see something you know that, that, that just gets you yeah um so will we get to spoiler streets yeah, definitely. So spoilers now uh, for the movie Smile. I think I'd recommend it though. If you're into, if you are anyway into horror, this is a, um, it's a very, it's October, very like, good gotta horror. You've got to do it. Because now the other one we have to watch is Hocus Pocus, which I feel will be much easier to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite excited <laughs> about that. For Hocus Pocus, I've got a lot yeah. of fondness for that first movie. Um, right, so spoilers now for the movie Smile. So um, I kind of, I kind of want to jump straight to the end, if that's all right. Um, because birthday, Dave. the I just have to say this movie <laughs> completely sobered me up and I ruined <laughs> <in> my buzz. <laughs> Same. I'll be honest. I kept looking at my watch towards the end because I was like, I just kind of want this movie to be over it now. Dragged like it, it, it should have at least been ten, like at minimum ten minutes, fifteen minutes. I think, but I uh, think shorter. if I were if I were the editor or the director or whatever sitting in there, I I think they, they could have cut a bit of fat from the middle. Um the end I actually thought was very effective the whole and, and again ties in with the, the the theme of the character confronting her trauma mm-hmm. um, and then doing it out loud in dialogue but you know I am I need to let go of it's really my scary guilt that's how, how you kept, defeat it I think the scariest thing is how she and other characters before her in the film they're seeing things and, and interacting with people that aren't actually there and that's yeah. re- you know that's like everyone's 
fear, right? So well, and when that- she's having like full blown conversation with her therapist on the sofa, and then the therapist phones. You called that. I called it, but it's because the movie spoiled it earlier for itself because it, when had, they, it, when it repeated the, that it trick a few times. It repeated the yeah. phone trick specifically yeah. twice because the phone rang earlier when the alarm went off and then the phone rang again. So they've done the phone trick twice in one movie, yeah, which they shouldn't exactly, have done. Exactly. But when the psychiatrist was on the sofa and all that happened, like that was really really scary and really good and then she started smiling and then after yeah. that I felt like it kind of lost pace for quite a while then that was kind of how I felt with it I enjoyed the side plot of the boyfriend just being like fuck this he was a the he's from the boys boyfriend yeah um, I, um, I, I did I did think Sosie Bacon was um, very good at um, <laughs> and, and the way that yeah the, she she you know that she, it's a descent into mm-hmm. into madness um, and, and at the start I was like God this lead actress is really boring why did they cast her oh I thought she was and then as really, it went on really and good. on and she unraveled I mean fantastic makeup artist as well like yeah oh no they did a great job <laughs> yeah, on her yeah, but yeah she was actually an amazing actress as, as I realized as it went on like brilliant and like you could feel it all unraveling the character in her personal life because the boyfriend turns out to be like you know really kind of in a way like you understand where he's coming from because he's fucking freaked out with the stuff she's saying but he's not supportive and he is trying to be supportive by getting her counsellor in and then that backfires and then her sister's dealing with her own stuff and like what she does at that kid's birthday party I was trying to think I called that one I was like if the sister I said to you that cat's in that box yeah you did I was like if the sister like do you feel like the sister should be supportive of her of our main character who's clearly going through like a really traumatic mental episode then at the same time the sister kind of in the scene then the sister becomes a rounded character and not a villain because the sister's like I dealt with all this with mom I'm trying to repress it and also you fucking traumatised my son and you can't be near him so I, I feel like they made everyone a rounded character like even the boyfriend who I, I kind of disliked but I also to an extent empathised with the boyfriend like I think the movie did a good job of just showing what a murky situation everyone was in. Yeah, and and um, I agree, and I think that's kind of that that's the line that, that the characters kind of draw here is that um, she's like you traumatize her son, and then we actually do see the son looking out the window at her as she's screaming. Oh, that the poor car. child! And at one point, I thought, oh my god, she's it's going to happen in front of the kid. Oh no! And yeah, I'm glad really they didn't. Gonna I'm glad they didn't go there. With like this kid being traumatized. But that's what it's, the movie's kind of saying. It's it's uh, trauma can be passed on right through experience. Or well, yeah, that prisoner and that scene was amazing with the prisoner, where it's like it feeds on trauma. So he's like, you either have yeah, to kill. That's what someone. I meant by he kind of spelled it out a little bit. Like we kind of got but it. But I'm 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 frustrated at our central character because there was a third option. Now I appreciate she was fucking having like paranoid delusions and couldn't tell like left from right and like didn't even know where she was kept waking up in different places but like bringing yourself to that cottage that everyone knows about leaving your phone on that anyone can track and parking your car out front well, you she were- wasn't really going about trying to go off by herself very well but I know she was completely chaotic mentally and couldn't like I thought she should have like yeah, we were just waiting for your man driven to, show up to like for that for that kind of obvious ending that he would experience. Yeah, like she look. should have like truly gone somewhere really desolate and seen what happened. So we knew he was going to come up and get her. We'd been told about the house earlier in the episode. He has her license plate. He's a cop. 
So yeah, it kind of frustrated me, but I appreciate she wasn't like with it. She wasn't I, like together to properly like be strategic about what she was doing. I got I got to say hats off to um, the filmmaker whose name I've forgotten again. What was it? Parker Finn. Hats off to Parker Finn for um, doubling down in the third act on the imagery and showing the monster right because yeah I wasn't that expecting is, to no, ever see the monster me neither and and that is it was always really scary. at the very end I didn't look at it I never saw the full monster I was like this is I so I thought it was scary. very effective um, it was really, scary. really well done but but actually that m- more often than not backfires yeah because what happens is it ends up being hokey or silly or also it ends up kind of <laughs> Ruining, ruining the suspense or fear because you're like, your, oh, it's just a your big, imagination's more powerful. It's just a, exactly yeah. like the Blair Witch Project, very effective, or uh, you know, whatever. It's it's just like the um, by showing it, you risk uh, make normalizing it and making it less scary, um, or 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 showing the um, bad special effects. Showing the bad special effects. Now, when it got, when it was her mom, and then it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I thought, I thought that was so scary. very effectively done, and the, but just by engorging. The eyes and it becoming very I thought tall. really re, I, I I thought very effective sort of creature effects in the way they did that. So I, I thought the third act was brilliant, both like on a thematic level. Now I, now I think the it, it employed the trick of um like that was so obviously not happening to her this fake resolution where she goes off to your man. I thought has, it might have been happening. It tricked me. Because you were like, oh, that's, this is, Dave whispered something to me, like, they can't do a sequel if she really kills it, which we know all horror films now, they have to have eight sequels. <laughs> yeah. No, but they also want to have, they want to have downer endings for the most part. Yeah, horror but at the end of, like, say, Scream, spoilers for Scream, um, end of Halloween, spoilers for Halloween. But those um, are they, slasher they, movies, that's a subgenre almost. Of, yeah, but they end positively, but then they still have hundreds of sequels. So I thought yeah, this true. movie that, might have done it. But that's because that's because they could, they have killers who can come back. Oh, sorry, yeah. or, no, sorry, yeah, they have I, killers who can put on and other killers who put on the mask, right? Yeah, I guess. But your man had been saying that it had been happening in like Brazil, like decades before. So, but I, I think, would imagine it's the same I creature, guess. and it's just traveling the world. Creature's perhaps? motivation. Or maybe there's more than one of them. I think. <laughs> yeah, Let's just put no, it but, that way. But, but that's good. I mean, as soon as you know, speaking of showing the monster. I'm glad they. I'm, I'm glad that they had the restraint, not to go, not to like have a scene where she goes to a library, and then looks up. You know, gets to, she goes all the way back to 1422, <laughs> and in East Germany, there was a creature was. called the Unkenspaken. I did And really the Unkenspaken would come to children they who were naughty. They started doing that. I did and enjoy when she I'm went glad to they the did cop not boyfriend's apartment and like. He broke all sorts of protocol but like kept going back along the chain I love that I love, I love that was like the ring the detective yeah, bit of it really where they like start that. to uncover the, the you know what's, what's causing this thing but if you go too far back and you you uncover too much of the thing like like the most effective supernatural horrors are when there is no explanation there is just, just there happens. is just something unnatural and indefinable on the other side of reality and we cannot comprehend it. Um, as soon as it's, as soon as you put a name on it, and that's what I think often happens in horror franchises, in the um, inferior sequels, where you get to like Hellraiser four, and suddenly it's like, this is the guy that invented the the puzzle box, uh, and the Cenobites are actually this, and it's just like you know, it's just you've just killed it now yeah. by by it's better not to doing it. prequels and explaining. Two stuff. things that were implausible to me in this movie: 
Go. One. They make a point of being like she works in like a community hospital. She's no money. Yet she lives in. But her boyfriend was super rich. Was he? That was the impression. He had a nice suit and a nice car. As this always happens (laughs) in movies, the central characters just live in these incredible houses for no with no explanation. The boyfriend who's a cop lives in this gorgeous apartment, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That all annoys me. (laughs) The other implausible thing is that the boyfriend, like, okay, he or the ex-boyfriend makes. you know, slight murmurings like that this mightn't be appropriate for him to be looking at all these files he seems to have access to everything right and then he a single man in his early 30s living in an apartment has a printer at home <laughs> and he prints out all these confidential <laughs> photos like yeah. really graphic really crime her. scene photos yeah. and like puts them all in a folder for her to take off yeah. Now, does he want to lose his job? Because it's one thing for him to look it all up for her and he acknowledged he shouldn't have been doing it, but to print it all off for her, evidently printed by his own printer. He trusts her and believes her. He's the only one. Yeah, but that's fine. But why did he print it for her? And then she runs around it. brandishing the printing like, aha, instead of just staying with him, it's like the one person who actually believes you. You're dead right. The most implausible thing of all of it is that he had a printer. And then like, what really annoyed me at the very end, he fucking knows what's up. He knows when he sees her smiling. He can break he the chain. Look away, yeah. He could have ra- turned. Fleetwood his- Mac could have come on. That could have been the end credits. <laughs> he should have closed his eyes and turned around and absolutely infuriated me. Do you know what he should have said? What? Nope. <laughs> and walked away. Nope. I did really appreciate that about Jordan Peele's nope. In that the title of the movie is said several times yeah, by Daniel Kaluuya fun. in situations where that's exactly what you would yeah, say you would and say. walk away. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And also, you told me that the whole opening scene had been in the trailer, but I didn't see the trailer, so I'm so glad I didn't watch it, because I bet it's one of these movies that the trailer ruins. The trailer does, uh, yeah, ru- it ruins the opening scene, for sure, yeah. But but it's a very effective opening scene, <laughs> and I think very effective in a trailer. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. So, as a, as a trailer, uh, you know, it's very... It does again, the job. great marketing, above average... I thought, I thought really, yeah, it was a really good horror film. Now, I think... It, uh, would to, you ever watch a sequel? To scratch the It Follows thing uh, just a little bit... You, firstly, though, before It Follows, would you ever would watch, I watch a sequel? Would I watch a sequel? I think I a refuse. sequel would probably end up being more of the same, unless unless they come up with a different angle for it. But, nah. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't, no is the answer. I, I would rather this be one and done. Mm-hmm. Um, but the It Follows thing, I think this, it draws heavily on that in terms of its oh, yeah, I haven't creature seen it mechanics. Um, I haven't seen it follows okay. I don't ever plan on either but I'm just pointing okay, out can some I, other listeners can I just have. say though that's just, this, this, this isn't a spoiler haven't. but the monster okay. in that which, again this that's in the trailer as well the monster in that um, you, only you can see it mm-hmm. um, it can present as people who you either know or um, strangers and the only way you will be able to identify it is instead of it smiling at you it is walking towards you at all times Okay, that's kind of cool. But that's effect. I gotta say, that's kind of quite similar to this. Oh, I'm sure it was a heavy inspiration yeah. for both the filmmaker and the studio when they like. And oh, it. oh, sorry. And um, when you die, it gets passed on to the next person. Okay. So, th- so you're definitely not spoiling that movie here because it really. No, like that's the premise of that movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I which think, is a great movie, by the way. What's really interesting at the end of this movie is that they kind of show you because at the start there's a bit of a mystery set up. It's like the girl in the office screaming. Yeah. Like something's actually happening her, and then she looks fine again, oh, and then so she does the, the thing with the blade. Yeah. So in this 
movie, we, we saw that we we saw that silent gap, and you had missed it when you gone to the bathroom. But she'd been trying to identify; she'd been listening on headphones to like what happened in the silence, and she could never figure it out. So we saw that moment. Oh, so God. it's like she's already gone at that point. I gotta say that was also really again fair play to him for doubling down. And I'm going to show this because yeah. that that could have easily have just been cut as they did in the first. I didn't look so. I didn't like, see what. We didn't see it. No. Oh my god! Well, I won't describe it to you then because it was honestly. It I was could tell how horrifying gross. it was. And the CG was about ninety percent there. Yeah. Because it was very CG heavy. Well, but he just the done idea of it and the shot. image of it was. He should have got a drone horrific. shot and then flipped it upside down. <laughs> and been like things aren't what they seem. But it was. I. I. Th- I think for the most part, he pulled it off, and it was just a cr- awful, awful crazy thing I saw <laughs> it's going to stick with me <laughs> that you will never yeah. I'm actually going to make it my desktop wallpaper <laughs> um, so yeah look I th- thanks for uh, sticking with us to the spoilers I presume you watched it too let us know what you thought uh, are you smiling coming out of this <laughs> are, you, are you terrified um, we are uh, on all the social places um, at the cinemile we are the cinemile at gmail.com if you'd like to email us and say hello um and leave us a review if you don't mind yeah we'd greatly nice, appreciate it um, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or um, on Spotify that would be great and come join us on Patreon where we watch retro movies every month and where we do a load of TV reviews including at the moment we are watching both Rings of Power and House of the Dragon yeah and guys uh, we Rings of Power episode 6 our episode is up now on that and th- that was fantastic yeah that was if, amazing if you enjoyed it as much as we do and want to spend 45 minutes gushing uh, about it <laughs> with us then go to patreon.com forward slash the cine mile that's our show Goodbye. that's our podcast that's lollipop, what it's called lollipop, what do you think about that was a weird lollipop, song lollipop, I, 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 like, I, I guess they just picked that to have a completely lollipop, upbeat and jarring thing but why not go with Nat King Cole it didn't work at all I think they couldn't afford that that's fine but just the lollipop thing really annoyed me I actually really liked that song and I don't understand why it ended on that there was not a one lollipop in that movie yeah I get it I get it to like upbeat thing to contrast the downbeat ending but yeah it makes no sense As it, I do not understand it as yeah, a choice it doesn't work yeah, yeah. but I did want to say I can actually, think of ten songs I know we've already wrapped up but yeah, I want to say I thought the use of sound in this movie was incredible and fucking terrifying the concept like there was just like a lot of like heartbeat sounds yeah. Pounding sounds, a lot of um, ominous score. I thought the sound and the use of music was brilliant. And I gotta say, hats off. You know, I've given all the credit to Mr. Writer Director Parker Finn, who's getting a lot of shout outs from me because I've got IMDb on my. Phone. <laughs> yeah, why do you talk about Parker? You're Finn? dead right. The sound department in on a horror film is so important, um, and the editors. Mm-hmm. They're probably okay. the two most important. Great, things. you've killed it now. Sorry. Bye, everyone. <laughs> We're back in it. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. I'm just really scared that something bad is going to happen. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Orphan, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. 
Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.